In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. Today is the third Sunday of the Holy 50 Days, and today the Gospel is from John chapter 4 about our Lord's encounter with the Samaritan woman. Our Lord, He speaks to the Samaritan woman about something new, a new type of water, water that is called living water. And our Lord said about the living water, whoever drinks of normal water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. The living water is the Holy Spirit living in us. And without the living water, without the living water in our life, we cannot live. We cannot live. Many people these days are living without the Holy Spirit in their lives. And day to day, people live without God, without prayer, without sacraments, without Bible. And although I said these people are living, make no mistake about it. Life without these things is not living. It is actually dying. It is actually dying. People are dying. They are not living. They are rather, I would say, a better word is decaying. Decaying. When a tree is not watered, what happens to it? It starts to, to decay. It is living, but it is decaying. It cannot sustain life unless you water it. And if we are not nourished by the living water, if we are not nourished by the Holy Spirit in our life, we are then decaying. The Holy Spirit is the life giver. So without the Holy Spirit, there is no no life. The Samaritan woman, she was a woman in decay. She was a woman in decay. She was decaying and in need of living water. And she came to the well thirsty. But by the end of the conversation with our Lord, she left her water pot. Her, she left her water pot by the well. She left the well without the water that she had originally intended to bring. The Lord quenched her thirst by offering something more spectacular than water from a well. And today we want to be like this Samaritan woman. We want to be quenched by living water. The Lord Jesus gave this Samaritan woman a new beginning. The Lord gave the Samaritan woman a purpose to live. No longer was this woman to live in shame for her previous failed relationships. She went boldly back to her city and proclaimed to the others, Come see a man that told me all that I ever did. Today we want to understand the purpose of our lives. The purpose of our lives. We want to taste the living water. Because it is the living water. It is the Holy Spirit that gives life meaning. The Holy Spirit gives our life purpose. And the Samaritan woman, she didn't know how to access the living water. She needed instruction. And the readings of today, they give us this instruction. How to 
access the living water. It answers the question, what is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is life with the Holy Spirit. And today, that's why I'm going to give you two points about the purpose of life. It's a big question, but it's actually very easy. Two, questions, or two points on the purpose of life. The first purpose of life is to seek that which is eternal. To seek the eternal. It makes no sense to seek after temporary things. Things that will not last. Yet, this is how we live. We live for the pleasures of this world. But the pleasures of this world are all temporary. They don't last. And that's why the church reminds us every liturgy, do not love the world or the things in the world. The world is... The world is... Passing away. And all its lusts and all its desires. But he who does the will of God abides... Forever. The pleasures of this world, they are enticing. And it's easy to get sucked in to trying to make every dollar you can. Especially like those in the market and whatever. Oh, I should have sold. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I could have done this. Oh, I could have went this. And then we get sucked into this idea of trying to make every dollar that we can. So that we can buy more things to make us happy. But this is not the purpose of life. It's not the purpose of life. Our Lord said, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? The danger is that pleasures of this world, they quench our thirst. They make us happy. They do. Our careers, our possessions, all of these things, they give us temporary satisfaction. But the pleasures of this world are not living water. They are like salt water. Like salt water. Salt water quenches thirst in the short term. But it actually leaves one dying of thirst in the long term. The pleasures of this world quench our thirst, but they leave us more and more thirsty. By contrast, the Lord, He said, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will... Never thirst, never thirst. The reason that Christ said, you will never be thirsty, is because living water, what is living water? Living water is a spring, as the Lord said, continuously running. It is continuously quenching my thirst. It's not like what the Samaritan woman was thinking, or what we often think. I just want to drink one cup, kidda, and drink one cup and then never thirst again. That's not what the living water is. The living water is not just one little cup to drink it and then you never thirst. No, it's a stream. It's a river. It's a fountain in the heart. And because you have a fountain in the heart, then you will never, then you will never thirst. The living water, I'm going to say like the IV. You know the IV, Kedda? It's hydrating us internally. By the continual flow of nutrition being injected into the veins constantly, constantly. We need this direct connection with the Holy Spirit that's always feeding us, always keeping us hydrated. Even if we are in the middle of a desert, if you're connected to the IV, you will stay Hydrated. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ, he said in John chapter 7, he said, if anyone thirsts, into thirsty, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. 
And he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers, rivers of living water. And then it says in John chapter 7, when the Lord said that, he spoke concerning the Spirit. He spoke concerning the Spirit. So the Spirit is this river of water that is giving me constant refreshment. The Psalms teach us how to seek after that which is eternal. We said the first point, the purpose of life is to seek after the eternal. The Psalms say, for the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures forever to all generations. If we want to seek after the eternal, which is His mercy and His truth, I want to focus on the truth. Truth, to seek after the eternal is to seek after truth. To seek after truth. To recognize truth. And the implications of seeking after truth are enormous. Are enormous. If we recognize truth, if every Christian sought the truth, I believe there would be one church. I believe there would be one church. There would not be a million churches. There would be one. If everyone said, I'm seeking truth, what is truth? I believe there would be one church, one denomination. If we sought the truth, we would have no problem making regular confession of our sins. Because the truth is, we are sinners. The truth is, we are sinners. And we would have no problem making reconciliation with each other. Because oftentimes when there is an argument, the truth is that both people are at fault. But my wife is always to blame. Like, it's never my fault, it's always her fault. That's how it... But the truth is, no, I am also at fault. That's the truth. Truth will make us easy to, to reconcile. Truth... People who seek the truth, their life would be in order. People don't like to waste their time. And I realize that. People don't like to waste their time. But we often waste our time believing in lies. And society lies to us about so many things. About what is entertaining. About how we should spend our time. How we should live. And all of it is lies. And all of it is a waste of time. Truth sees through the smoke and the glitter. And says, that this is not entertaining. This is demonic. I don't need this stuff. That's what truth does. And truth has a way of ordering our life to prioritize. Oh, these things are eternal. I will focus on these things. Truth sees through the smoke and the glitter. We need to seek the eternal. That's why St. Paul, he said in the epistle of today, if you were raised with Christ, if the resurrection of Christ is something you guys care about, He says, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind, set your mind on the things above, not on the things of the the earth. Our mind needs to be preoccupied with heavenly things. I want everyone to do a thought exercise with themselves. Ask yourselves, what proportion of my day... And to ask yourselves, what proportion of my day am I occupied with heavenly things or am I occupied with earthly things? 
Think about that. St. Paul is saying, set your mind on the heavenly things. Set your mind on the living water. When you are searching for earthly things, you go to earthly places. But if you want heavenly things, you should go to heavenly places. And that's why the Samaritan woman, she realized that Jacob's well, this place, Jacob's well, can't give me living water. There is no living water here at Jacob's well. He said, she said to the Lord, where do you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from himself? And the Lord said to her, hold on, hold on one second. Like, the Lord said to her, I'm going to tell you about this living water. And she said, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. And then the Lord gave her, like, started to ask her about her husband. I don't want to get into that now. But after that idea, the idea of where to get the living water was still in the mind. All the conversation is, where can I get the living water? Is it here? Then the Samaritan goes, Oh, I know on this mountain is where we ought to Worship. She's thinking about where to find God. Where can I get the living water? The living water can only be purchased at one store, at one place. And our Lord told her, you worship on this place and you do not know what you worship. Those who worship must worship in spirit and truth. And so what the Lord is saying is that there's only one place to get the living water. The one place to get the living water is from our Lord Jesus Christ. And the beautiful thing about the Lord Jesus Christ is His store is open constantly. 24-7 to all people at all places in every different location of the world. That's why St. Paul said today that in Christ there is neither Jew, nor Greek, nor circumcised, nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian. A Scythian was a nomad. So basically St. Paul is going through the list of the nobodies. He's trying to say anybody, the, the circumcised, uncircumcised, the barbarian, the Scythians. But Christ is all in all. The purpose of life is to seek the eternal. To seek the eternal is to seek the truth. To seek the truth is to have a relationship encounter with Jesus Christ. It is only through Jesus Christ that you could have living water. That's it. The second purpose of life is sharing. Is sharing. First purpose of life, seeking the eternal. Second purpose of life is sharing. Christ came to share His Nature with us. To share His nature with us. And so sharing is an essential part of life. I, and I'm going to break down sharing in three different groups. The first thing is to share the gospel. When the Samaritan woman, she experienced Christ, when she realized that there was something amazing about the living water, she wanted to share the living water with everyone she met. She became an evangelist. She didn't attend seminary. She wasn't an Old Testament scholar. She didn't give homilies or sermons or preach like big preaching kidda. No, she didn't. But all she said was, come see a man that told me all that I ever did. And I think that all Christians, they, have a, they need to preach. They need to be like the Samaritan woman. They want to preach because they have love for each other. They want to share. That's why the Pauline epistle today, it said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Do you admonish one another with psalms and hymns? Are you teaching one another? Are you encouraging one another? 
share with each other the word of God. This is the duty of those who have the living water. If you have a a river of living water and the person next to you is thirsty, you wouldn't give him a drink from the living water? If he's thirsty and you have living water, you would give him to drink. That's why every Christian is an evangelist. Every Christian is an evangelist. Every Christian has the kingdom of God inside of them. And when every Christian has the kingdom of God inside of them, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. And it grows and it becomes a big tree. And then you know what happens to the tree? The the parable says that the birds come and... Nest in the tree. And I was thinking about Nourished by the living water and all the saints of our church, they became trees. And all of Egypt would go and flock, and all the world would go and flock, in, live in the tree. This is how each Christian should be fed by the living water. I read something this week from St. John Chrysostom that touched me. St. John was writing to Saint, about St. Luke. St. John Chrysostom writing about St. Luke. And he was writing about how when St. Luke wrote the gospel, he wrote the gospel to a person named... Theophilus. He wrote it to a person named Theophilus. So St. Luke wrote the gospel and the book of Acts to one person. And St. John Chrysostom was saying... Look at how one man's effort, St. Luke, he wrote to one person. Did he have the intention or thought that this gospel, this book of Acts would be read for generations and generations and generations and people would study the book of Luke and everybody would love the gospel? No. St. Luke in his mind, he's just writing one account of the experiences he had. He wanted to share it with one person. And then that one person shared it with others. And now that gospel that was intended for one person became... In the standard reading in scripture. The gospel of St. Luke, the book of Acts. We read it all the time. Another one, St. Mark. When St. Mark, because tonight is the feast of St. Mark. When St. Mark came to Egypt. You, had a, you think he had a vision for 2,000 years later. The Coptic church would have churches in every place. St. Mark, you know, he converted one family, a few others. One family converted another family. One ver- and then the church. And 2,000 years later, we are nourished by the efforts of just one small, because he wanted to share the gospel. He wanted to share the gospel. And to don't be deceived. Oh, if you just talk to one person about Christ, and it makes a difference in their life, you don't know how that one person could affect another generation and and millions and millions of people sharing also not just the gospel sharing our material goods the purpose of life is to share the gospel and to share our material goods and actually the catholic epistle today was all about sharing Material goods says by this we know love because he laid down his life for us. We also ought to lay down our lives for each other. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him. How does the love of God abide in him? The purpose of life then is to. To share with others materially to share goods possessions. What's mine is yours. Yani kids they don't like to share. 
And I always have him like sitting there like, guys, share. No, it's my toy. No, it's not. But guys, share. It's just a toy. Play. And then I realize, I know I'm making fun of the kids and telling them to share. When I don't share anything, it's my car. I don't share with you. It's mine. You want my car? No, I don't share anything. And so we're sitting here telling everybody to share, 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 and kids to share their toys and stuff. But we don't share anything either. And so I realized life that became very like selfish. And all my stuff is for me and everybody else is to you know, live on their own. But this is not the purpose of life. Purpose of life is sharing. It's sharing. The second, the last thing about sharing is to share in the comfort of others. St. Paul, he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Fathers of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. We need to share comfort. We need to share the gospel. We need to share our material. We need to share and empathize with people and to share in the comfort that we have. This is the purpose of life. Did you guys get the purpose of life? Purpose of life, to seek the eternal, to seek the heavenly, to have your mind occupied about the heavenly things, to encounter Christ. The purpose of life is to to share, to share the gospel, to share your material wealth, to share comfort with others. And to live in Kedah, this is life. Welcome to new life in Christ. And glory be to God forever. Amen.